What's going on, Nerd Alert fam? Last week, last week was a bad week. <sighs> Just losing a legend, losing an absolute legend. Losing Stanley, just, it's left a void. A void that will never, ever possibly be remotely close to being filled. Uh, influential on so many people, influential on so much pop culture. Just, just one of those people that can never be duplicated, no matter how much work someone puts into doing something. Uh, they won't even compare. They won't even come close to it. But so many of us have just personal stories of how his works have impacted us or how meeting him was just like one of the highlights of life. <sighs> I never had that opportunity. I never had the opportunity to meet him face to face. Um... I would have loved it. I would have loved to have thanked him. Thanked him for allowing me to have a normal life. Um, and I say a normal life because uh, I was a quite a central poster child for being a geek. Uh, being a geek um, in late 80s, all through the 90s, early 2000s. Um, but more like late 80s, early 90s. Uh, I was that kid in elementary school, just starting out. I had corduroy pants, suspenders, glasses, speech problems, reading problems. Um, I had a lisp. I had um, a speech impediment, so instead of saying snow, I'd say toe. I had a stutter. I still struggle with that today. Uh, went to therapy for years. On like working on my speech and my reading because I had a, I guess I had dyslexia before they really knew what dyslexia was. Um, because instead of reading left to right, I'd read right to left. I'd read in reverse. So one of the four kids I'd hang out with in the neighborhood was big into comic books. And my mom happened to see me reading one of his comic books, just laughing, just having a great time. Right. And she's like, what like what he he's reading comic books but he won't read normal books because the words moving around on me on normal books like they would literally move uh even though words don't really move but they to me they were moving all around it made it really really difficult to read so i would always dread getting called on in class to read aloud and all of that um and the kids would make fun of me and then i'd get beat up at recess or beat up before lunch or after school and it was a daily occurrence <clears throat> um, and uh, my mom got me an X-Men comic because that's the one I was having such a good time with and I told her the whole story of like what the issue was about and all this and she's like what whoa you can read it so I don't know if it was the way the words were structured or how the word how the letters actually were or what but I could read them they didn't move around it made sense and I couldn't put an issue down so Next day, here are all these comics sitting here, re like, waiting for me to read. That uh, She went out and bought, like, Spider-Man and Captain America and Avengers and just Thor. Um, Iron Man. Freaking, like, all these Marvel comics. A lot of X-Men. And I'm just 
man, you know, this is, this is great. Like I was in heaven. Like I can read these. This is great. I didn't want to put them down. And it, it ended up teaching me like the lessons in there ended up teaching me that it's okay to be different. It's okay to be who you are. It's okay to not be the norm. It's acceptable. It's, you know, don't, don't give up that, you know, in in Spider-Man, you know, Peter Parker, he's, he's a lot like I was growing up, I felt. And like, he's just this outcast, everyone's making fun of him, and then he gets these superpowers, and he can do anything he wants, so if all, you know, getting bit by the radioactive spider and having spider-like powers, you know, he could do whatever he wants, but he chose to be good, and you know, like, what are you going to do in that moment, in that moment, whether, you know, you're going to fight back, or whether you're just going to take it, you know, you either live long enough to see yourself become the villain, or you, or you die a hero. And, like, reading X-Men, you know, X-Men had a big influence on me. And without Stan Lee, none of that would have been possible. Like, he created and co-created a lot of things. He co-created Marvel. And I'm just like, man, you know, so when we lost him, it was it was a huge hit. It was It was devastating to me. And I'm like, and I had, I told my wife, because my wife asked me if I was going to be okay. And I told her, I am not, I am not okay right now. Like you were telling me that, like, I just, it was like, I just lost a grandfather. It really was. It was like, just hugely devastating. And I told her a story. I told her a story. I just told you guys. And she's like, wow. I go, that's who Stanley was to me. Like to some people, oh, he's just that old guy that you know, helped make these characters that are these movies now, and he appears in the movies sometimes, but to me, he was so much more. To me, he afforded me an opportunity at at life. He afforded me an escape when there was no other escape. And he, like, his works have taught me life lessons, and just so influential, just looking back, just so influential. And maybe maybe you guys have stories like that, too. Maybe you don't. I, I don't know, but um, the void just, it's going to be there. It's going to be, it's an eternal void and there's no comparison. There's no replacement. No one will ever come close to it. And people, believe me, people are going to try and it's just, it will not be the same. It will not have the same pow on it. It won't have the same kablam on it. It just, it's the way it is. It's the, just unfortunate truth <sighs> now let that part's over with this this podcast has been uh uh on ice for a little bit for i don't know four months now um i switched devices and I lost my login information, or thought I lost it, and I had this little this little piece of paper with what looked like a username and a password on it, and I was cleaning one day, I was cleaning my desk off one day, and I found it, I almost threw it out, and I was like, eh, you know, how much you want to bet, just like kidding for myself, how much you want to bet that's the login information for the podcast, and sure enough it was, I was like, holy crap, I'm back, I'm back doing this thing, I'm back in business, this is great. Because I was thinking about making, like, a whole nother podcast and, like, restarting and all that. And 
it's a freaking nightmare restarting from the ground up. It really is. And I'm like, man, I liked what I had going over on my old podcast on Nerd Alert. I don't really want to start another one. Um, granted, I may have a second podcast going at some point with uh, different subject material. Not like what's over here, but different, very different subject material. With uh, some stuff that's gone down in the state and just all of this. And, you know, looking to start my own business and... Um, so that may be a thing, but nothing, nothing set in stone right now. So I was like, oh man, this is great. And so excited to come back and talk with you guys and, you know, just, just open up because I really don't open up with anyone else. Like I open up a little bit to the wife, but she, she doesn't have like the same passion for nerd and geek culture like I do. Um, although we did go this year to our first con, um, we went to the Motor City Comic Con and it was a good time. She really enjoyed it. The kid really enjoyed it. And I was like, this is great. This, this is great. It, it was my first con as well. And it was great until it started getting way overpacked in there. Um, it was at the Novi Expo Center and we went on a Saturday. So we went on like the main day and it was really, really packed. And I was like, you know, we were there probably three or four hours, and it really started filling out. Like, you couldn't even walk anymore. You just kind of had to go along with the crowd. And I was like, we got to go. Like, this is this is no longer fun. Like, started getting panicky. I was like, we got to go. And, uh, you know, we had our fun. We seen some stuff. There was a lot of overpriced stuff. Um, there was some pretty influential comic book artists there that I talked to, but if you wanted a picture with them, it was $50 and they had to use your camera. And I was like, ah, I know I'm not, I'm not paying $50 to, you know, have a picture with you and not, not like, no, it, it's okay. Like I, I know your works. I have your works, but nah, <laughs> you know, um, there were a couple podcast people there that were set up and actually doing podcasts. And that was pretty cool. Uh, it really interests me. Obviously, because I do a podcast, but it really interests me. And I was like, you know, if I was ever to be at like in a, an event like that or something, I wouldn't charge people to take pictures with me. You know, they they support me. They don't support me. You know what? Screw it. I'll take that picture. I got no problem with that. Uh, you know, but ask me. You know, is it is it okay if I take? If I take a picture, yeah, sure. You know, don't be that guy that's 20 feet away. It's got his phone kind of tucked under his arm, snapping 20, 30 photos. Uh, that, that to me is disrespectful. Like, I don't do that to athletes. I don't do that to celebrities. I don't do that to artists. Um, you know, I'd be respectful. I walk up to him and, I'm, oh, hey, you know, I'm a fan or, or this or that. Is it okay if I take a quick picture with you and... You know, nine times out of ten, they'll be cool with it. Sometimes they're not. And, you know, you got to respect that. Like, I get it. But I have always vowed, you know, I've taken that oath to never be that guy to my fans. To always, you know, no matter how small or how big I get, to always make sure the fans feel accommodated the best I can. Uh, you're not going to please everyone. It's just the way of life. And there's some people that can't be pleased. But I'm not 
I'm not going to turn someone down for a photo. Like, obviously, if I'm with my family, that that's a different thing. Like, you know, let me make sure my family's safe and okay, and then we'll do the thing, and it'll and that'll be that. But man, I was just like, you know, there's some people charging a hundred dollars for a photo. I was like, that is ridiculous. Like, oh my god. I'm not paying that. They had some cool prints, though, I wanted, but I wasn't paying the money for them. Uh, they had this one uh, this one really cool Venom print I wanted, and um, it was like $500. I wasn't paying $500 for it. I mean, if it was like 100 150 I would have busted that out all day long. But freaking... $500, no, I'm good. I am absolutely good. Uh, and a lot of that is to do just with, like, convention prices and stuff. Like, everything gets way blown out of proportion at conventions. Because I get it. You gotta pay to have the spot. You wanna make your money back. I get that, but... Yeah, there's sometimes that there's a lot more greed there than what should be. Um, met a lot of cool local artists. Uh, met Katie Cook... She was really cool. My daughter was asking her questions, and she was happy to answer all of them, uh, which my daughter can riddle off a ton of questions. And she's like, oh, no, this is this. And she does, uh, she works on the Star Wars comic and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, you got me at Star Wars? Like, hell yeah. Um, ended up following her on social media, and, and she's a local artist. She's uh, right here in Ann Arbor, I do believe. And goes to a lot of conventions and all that. And she's, like, really down-to-earth person. And you wouldn't think she would be, you know, having, like, that whole high-profile and high-stress of working on a Star Wars comic. Um, And asked her, I'm like, what's it like knowing that you're at the helm of this thing, that if you screw up, the backlash you're going to get from fans is going to be intense. And she's like, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, it's, this is my take on it. Take it or leave it. And... It just is really cool. It's really cool to get to meet some of these people face to face, and I've been fans of the work and all of this, and get exposed to new stuff. That was the biggest thing. I was like, "Oh, hey, I didn't know this was out there." Like, instead of My Little Pony, there was My Little Demon, and I was like, "That is really cool." <laughs> like, I just I really admire the work, and I was always respectful talking with them. I was like, "Oh, you know, that's really cool," and and this and that, but man, just. It feels good to be back. It really does. And I got content planned for this week. Uh, still working on finishing um, writing some episodes and whatnot. But got like video game news, got some tech news going on and all of this. And uh, some Netflix gems that I have discovered recently that are just absolutely hilarious. Um, I was watching one last night and I just, I couldn't stop laughing at it. It was so great, but got all that coming up this week. And this week might be a short week because of the holiday and all that because of Thanksgiving. It is my favorite holiday because it involves eating tons and tons of food and taking a nap. <laughs> like I am that guy. I look forward to Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, not so much, but, oh, it feels good to be back guys. Um, so yeah, that that's this week. I probably have an episode out every day uh this week like monday monday tuesday wednesday and then go from there but 
God, I'm so happy I got this account back. I'm so happy. I was like, I was stressing. I was like, oh man, you know, I wish I had that. I'm sitting here. I wish I had that account. And that, that is everything in a nutshell for today. Um, but I'm going to get out of here, get some laundry changed over and go to bed so I can go to work tonight because that, that's a real thing. Got to pay the bills, keep the lights on, keep food on the table, keep family happy. And, uh, yeah, maybe buy some more video games. But until the next one, guys, until tomorrow, I will talk to you. I almost said see you, but this isn't YouTube. I will talk to you. There we go. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day.